to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, I'll be talking to the co-founder of BeersAndSack.com, Scott Scoville. On this episode, Scott and I were actually live out at a brewery, and we're actually enjoying some beer. During the recording, we did have some background people, some uh, interference coming from some dogs and some people in the actual area. It was a really fun event, a really fun time for us to do. Uh, During that recording, we did have a little bit of technical issues with the laptop kind of shutting down because of the sun and the battery dying out in there. So we did switch over to my cell phone and we recorded off of that as well. So if you hear a little bit of a difference in the audio or if it kind of fell off here or there, it's because we decided to switch over mid-interview while we're drinking some beers in the nice Sacramento environment. We had a good weather day that day. So take a listen. Enjoy. Don't forget to check out Scott's website, beersinsack.com. That's B-E-E-R-S insack.com. It is app-based as well as mobile phone-based. You can also do it on your computer and PC. So check these guys out. Fantastic entrepreneur here. He started it up from an idea just in his front yard with his friend on the front porch talking fantasy football. Learn the whole story on thehermanjames.com. I have his YouTube background on everything that's also on beersandsack.com. But until then, check out the interview. everyone herman james here we are actually live at drake's the barn right that's the name it's the at, barn at the barn at yeah. the barn okay i've got scott scoville here the co-founder of beersandsack.com uh been talking to him for a little bit if you guys haven't seen the website check out beersandsack.com they are all over social media they have their twitter instagram facebook page i believe they're all at Beers and sack, correct? All at beers and sack, nice and easy. Nice, that makes it easy for us. How are you doing today, Scott? Not too bad, not too bad. It's a nice day out today. Like, it is very nice. We got the sun shining and lots of people out and got some good beers. Not too bad. So, uh, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking the double IPA, and we were talking about earlier some of the creative names they have. I don't know how to pronounce it, and they didn't either, so they just call it the Moose. <laughs> That's a nice. double hazy IPA. Nice. And I'm drinking a sour, which I don't normally drink. I'm not a, a sour fan. I do typically like the IPAs, double IPAs. But after about two or three or six, my tongue goes numb. And I can't taste anymore. It feels like a very heavy tongue. Exactly. So it's a little bit different. But the sour here we've got, I buy on name. And this one was, um, was it Duck of Doom? Duck of Doom. It's a good name. It is a good name. Yeah. I, that's how I started drinking is uh, that wine. Like, is that a really puckery sour? It is, is a it? very puckery so I, sour. Man, I, I give it to you. I have a really hard time with that. I can do a little <laughs> bit, but you got like a full pour. Yeah, that it you're basically going, tastes like away. they fermented a warhead, and that's kind of what you're sucking on, the lemon yeah. warheads. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like them, so it's good. It's not yeah. bad. Warheads I, in a cup. I like it. It works. I, I, the names are great. Names are what get me to buy things. Uh, I started buying wine on my own instead of working in country clubs and catering facilities and the first beers I'd buy are on name yeah uh, gnarly head mm-hmm. just because the name of yeah. the wine I bought it yeah menage a trois just by the name of yeah. the wine I'm buying which is a great cheap wine by the way I mean, it if is. you want to get a good quality cheap wine as we drink a lot of that have you tried the menage a trois vodka I haven't I've tried I think they have like four or five different types of wine I've tried all of those I've never tried the vodka though I, we tried the vodka because we got it at Grocery Outlet, 
and it was three dollars or five dollars for the bottle. Then there, there you go, right there. We like ended up doing a, a blind taste time. test. We had uh, some of my college friends, a comedian here locally, Bobby uh-huh. Emoto. Uh-huh. Uh, we actually had a blind taste test out of the Menage Trois vodka. We used Kettle One. We did uh, cheap Grey Goose, which is Kirkland. And then I. And the Kirkland brands aren't bad either, surprisingly. Oh, it's phenomenal. People don't give them enough credit. Oh, no, they were great. But the Menage Trois won. We had no clue. We had Dude, the. That's crazy, yeah, isn't it? A four or five dollar bottle of wine or a bottle of vodka was the best. Exactly. You never know. And those when you do those wine tastings, that's kind of it's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, even when you're doing like some of the big beer brands, and you put like a big 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 lager from a big beer brand next to a bunch of local lagers, sometimes you can't even tell much of a difference. No, and I think people have their own ideas in their head for sure of what we they like do. and don't like. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> Although I. I do get pretty naggy on hipster trends. For sure. Like, I don't drink IPA because it's mm-hmm. popular. Yep. I drink it because I grew up in Petaluma, where Lagunitas is that's from. All, and that's what they're That's what they're making. That's what they made. You got yep. paid with a case of beer and a paycheck. Yep. So you support what you come from. And Absolutely. Lagunitas was a thing. Did you, you worked at Lagunitas? Oh, I was too young for that. Okay. I moved right, to Sacramento when I was 18 years old. Okay. But I still represent hometowns. So we go out and Lagunitas is there yeah. on tap. I'll buy like this. I think uh, yeah. the kitchen downtown Sacramento has it on tap for three bucks a pint. Three bucks a pint for what? For what? For the Lagunitas. The IPA. Yeah. And they sell it to you in the dog glass. <laughs> the little mason jar with the dog on it. Yeah. So, Dude, that's awesome. It's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, so, no, Lagunitas is legit. I mean, one of the things that got me into beer was, well, for one, like Lagunitas, but also Sierra Nevada. You know, trying trying the Hoppy Pale Ale. Oh, yeah. It's kind of one of that first, like, big you know, craft beer to kind of get me oh, into yeah. the beer scene. But I have to say, I still love my IPAs. I don't experiment as much as you're experimenting. <laughs> I should experiment more. I usually go with what I like, but uh, but I got to start trying these sours. I, I I recommend, this one's pretty good. It's not as bitter as I've had yeah. before. I've tried some at, um, what are they called? Burning Barrel. Burning Barrel. They, yeah, they, have, a, they have some good sours. Mirage. Mirage is another one that has some really good sours. Yeah, they, they've been pretty good. <clears throat> some of them were real bitter and they weren't my favorite, but... Yeah. They, they were good. Burning Barrel really experiments. They do, and they've got some pretty good ones. We yeah. were just there the other day, and we tried their, um, what's it called? Um, it's the one they built, they brewed for the fires. Uh, Resilience. Resilience. Yeah. Everyone had it. That was pretty good for a quick brew. For sure. They had. I was actually very... Uh, well, you know, it was interesting. I was just reading an article about them. And they're not necessarily against IPAs either, yeah. but they're they're brewing so many different styles. Whereas, like you go to some breweries, that's all you're going to get, which is great. But I think they're kind of like wanting to bring a little bit something different to Sacramento, as opposed to like that traditional West Coast, the hoppy or the hazy, or you and, know. And they've done pretty well. I like most of the stuff they have. I haven't had one there I haven't liked. Although we did transfer from Burning Barrel to Old Republic, and I tried one that I wasn't quite familiar with. And they served it to me in a red wine glass stemware, which really made me look like a bitch. And this part of the podcast is brought to you by BeersInSack.com, your one-stop shop for all your local craft beer needs and hookups. Whether you're looking for a keg for your funeral, your bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, wedding, or you're just thinking you might need one with some strippers. Beersinsack.com can hook you up. 
They've also got everything you need to know about any upcoming beer events in the local area, anywhere from about two hours outside of Sacramento. They can also take care of any of your potential job needs when you're looking for something inside a brewery. So make sure you check out beersandsack.com. See everything they have to offer. Don't forget to download their app in all app stores for your iOS, iPhones, or for your Linux-based Androids. Beersandsack.com. Check it out. How did the Barrel District, and for those of you who are not familiar with the Barrel District, and I'm probably wrong on this, but I, I know a general idea about it. Um, how did the Barrel District kind of opening, which is Sunrise and Folsom Boulevard off yeah. of Highway 50, that kind of goes all the way back past White Rock a little bit, because I know yeah. you got some over there, and that general circling area. How did that kind of help you guys? And did you still have that Barrel District kind of opening promote for you? And secondarily to that, did that include the breweries that are like, what is it, uh, Old Glory? They're in the Florham Perkins area. Did that incorporate them in there with you guys as well? Um, so for the for the beers in Saka, yeah. Um, so we so we include everybody. So within a 50 square mile radius, um, you're going to find every local brewery um, on the map and events. I mean, we we uh, will oftentimes go a little bit outside that that square footage, um, but I mean, have what 70 plus breweries in a greater Sacramento region. So it's a lot, but you're starting to see these little pockets, like you mentioned, yeah. the Barrel District. I mean, Elk Grove. I know the city of Elk Grove is talking about creating something kind of similar just because now they have I think four or five breweries with another couple on the way okay. um, you have West Sac that kind of has their brewing their brewery district um, so you're starting to kind of see these like pop up and have their own identity and also they're working collaboratively working together to promote those areas yes. so I think it's kind of cool the, the the barrel district did it right I'm on the branding side I think they got a lot of involvement from all the, the breweries as well which yeah. is really important and a uh, personal friend of mine Greg Boffman. Um, if you guys are familiar with him, he owns Gold River Distillery. He was the first legal distillery in Sacramento since the Prohibition. So he was huge push for that. And he well, being, being the first is hard. It's it's, it's gotta it's be hard. Rough. And even like the first like and I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh you're good. Like it just kind of made me think about those first like half a dozen breweries in Sacramento five years ago. Oh yeah. The red tape that they had to go through to open up, they paved the way for the guys who are opening up now. So it's just kind of interesting to see that thank you to those guys <laughs> because they made it a lot easier for everybody else, right? And they did. And it's cool to hear that a distillery and the breweries in the area, it's one big family. Everyone's kind of Absolutely. helping each other out. Yeah. So it's nice to kind of have that yeah. camaraderie. And you know, and that's that's another thing that like we've really been looking at is the, the trend when people you know go out where they, they come out to drinks here at the barn or they're going out to events. Um, they're not just going out to drink beer. Just like what we were talking about earlier, you know, wine and, and other, uh, other beverages. One of the things we've been talking a lot about for our events is it's not just beer fest. So at our beer fest, we're bringing out wine 
wine. We're bringing out distilleries. We're bringing out kombucha. We're bringing out cider and mead. We have a full craft cocktail bar at all of our, our brew fests. So, like, I think it's just a celebration of everything beverage. Like, alcoholic beverage. Because those are the best kind of beverages. And the food trucks that go along with them. And all the food. I, I'm, I'm a fan of all that, too. It's the same thing. I mean, these we have some amazing restaurants in Sacramento, and they're not all brick and mortar. We have amazing uh, mobile, mobile food, whether they're tented or food trucks. Yeah, and I think you've got great ones for places that like Claim Steak and Burning Barrel yeah. that, you know, have an outsourced food truck or someone that comes sure. out to do it. Because now you're not only supplying both beverages, libations, which is a weird word, by the way. I'm not 100% sure why it's libations. Word, <laughs> I need to Google like what, what that even is, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's just, I like the sound. It's a fun thing to say. It makes you sound educated and higher class. I'm a little British, you know, kind of British uh, that works. libations. It's fun to say. And then you've got the food, because everyone wants beer and food, or wine and sure. food. Yeah. So you've got other small businesses supporting other small businesses and kind of working out that way, which is fantastic. And then you've got these beer and sack events that you guys promote. I did it again. They say that. I like that. <laughs> then you guys are promoting it, but you got food trucks out there, so you don't have For the sure. brick and mortar. You've got the guys only had five grand to buy a truck to put ten grand worth of yeah. investment and time into yeah. that can drive around. It really depends on where we're at too, because like if we're we do we do a lot of events with like with cities and with PBIDs. So if like we're working like we work with Placerville and Woodland, we're bringing out the local restaurants and giving them an opportunity to come out, set up their ten by ten, so that people can get their food out on the street. So it's also supporting these restaurants, these brick and mortars, nice. uh, which has been kind of cool. Nice. So now, are you well known within the brewing industry here now? People kind of name drop you saying, I know so-and-so. Are they able to kind of connect as a new brewer in the area with established brewers or kind of get a little bit of insider help for what they're doing? Or Yeah, I mean, we definitely have breweries reach out to us a lot. I think one of the things that we're always trying to do is find ways we can support them. Um, that's kind of what our business is centered around. How do we support the, the breweries? How do we support distributors? And then how do we find uh, more meaningful content for uh, um, for people here in Sacramento? Nice. But we have breweries, you know, reaching out to us about the job board, where they can post their events. Um, we, we do a lot of promotions and marketing for a lot of these breweries. Um, so, you know, even just keeping the map up today, like, we rely on them because their hours change all the time. We don't have the ability to be, you know, updating this nonstop. We need their help to make sure their content's updated. Nice. If someone's on the app and they go out and it says the brewery opens at noon, but now they open at 1 o'clock, they're, they're looking at us and looking at the brewery. They're not happy about it. Yeah. So it's important for the breweries to come and, and give us, the, you know, the correct hours. You know, just kind of some of the basic stuff. It's they're helpful. also busy too, right? They're, they're very busy. It's not like they're a massive industry that has like no. one dedicated person for social media for they them don't. directly for it. So. You know, most of the time these breweries, the owners are doing the social media. Yeah. There's, there's, I think there's very few breweries in Sacramento that actually have a social media marketing manager. Yeah. So like, I mean, some of them are getting there, but like a lot of them are wearing a lot of different hats. And this part of the podcast is brought to you by TheHermanJames.com. TheHermanJames.com is your one-stop shop for all of the rent needs and necessities. Check out previous podcast episodes. Check out future ideas. Sign up for upcoming giveaways. Get on the email list and check out previous episode notes. Can't see them? 
because you're not signed up. Sign up as a member, it's free. Get notifications, check out the products tab. Find any necessities you might have for your podcasting needs. Microphones, stands, mobile mics, as well as any sort of discounts, promos, or anything that we've got and we're able to give to you. Check it out, check out our sponsors, and check out our guests. The guest today for beersinsack.com, check them out too on the homepage of thehermanjames.com and get a link directly to their site. until about 9 or 10 o'clock because I talked to the owners at Climbsake about before going in there and if you guys hear the dog in the background it's alright it's a dog that's what dogs do I've got two but I talked to the owners breweries without dogs is not a brewery it's not a brewery everyone's got other dogs there yeah oh and remind me a second I got something about that too for good old Facebook absolutely but um we went to Climbsake and the owners were like yeah it's recording here have a blast do what yeah. you guys are going to do yeah. which is really cool for us to be in there except I showed up in the brewery on a Saturday or a Friday, one of the two, uh-huh. at about 7.15, which I thought, cool, we've got like an hour and a half to record and test. We got our beers, we set the mics, and then we hear, ding, ding, last call. And no claims that closes at 8. Yeah. So yeah. it's smart for someone to look at before you show up there. For sure. <laughs> assuming what you yeah. assume is right and is and correct. And they're always changing, right? Like, they are. It's, this, it's a very fluid industry. The industry's changing. Um, you might have a brewery open and close, and nobody even knows. So, yeah. like, things are, it, it's it's a big industry now. It is. Sacramento is changing constantly. But you guys got in as it was growing, so I think you guys have we a better footing right for time. that. Yeah. So. I think ti- timing, timing and luck is a big thing. And I think we kind of got in at the right time and kind of found our place and try not to step on anyone's toes and just support everybody. Now, how many times do you get shut down for your ideas at the door trying to meet with people because it's never a, a true Cinderella story unless you've had failures yeah. in getting through the front door so, so I remember when we first started first of all we had to come up with a business card so we had these jankety little business cards made <laughs> have both Ted and my name on it they're the worst freaking business cards ever but we had to have something to hand everybody so I think we the first event that we went out to because we had to start talking to the breweries um, trying to you know kind of garner some of their support and also you know see if they would impart some wisdom and knowledge on us because we didn't know what the fuck we were doing so we went to Winterfest which doesn't exist anymore I don't know if you'd ever heard of Winterfest I don't think I have yeah it was a running for red event um, and it was at uh, here in Sacramento went to the event um, started going around talking to the 40 or 50 different breweries that were in the building and no one really cared they didn't want to talk to us um, they didn't really know who we were we are just someone else coming up asking for something and really, we were just wanting to engage. But very quickly, we found out that this is going to be a lot harder than we thought. Um, we did have one person that actually would would talk to us and impart a little knowledge, and um, it was Dave Gall. And so he works, he's an owner uh, over at New Ovisha. They had just opened maybe, maybe a year prior, so they were pretty new. Um, he kind of laughed at us a little bit, but pulled us aside and kind of showed us the ropes a little bit. And he's been one of our biggest, probably, supporters supporters over the last five years nice. and uh, those are the kind of people you never forget um, we built a lot of great relationships with a lot of these guys and I don't blame them for closing the door on us because it's like who, who are we to go around and say that we want in on the industry 
We don't really know what we're doing. We have no experience. We don't even really know what we want to do. That was the, that was the crazy thing. So like, yeah, it was. Um, that first year was pretty rough, and we almost gave up on the idea. Um, uh, but we kind of persevered a little bit, and and after a little while of uh, talking to these guys, um, they stopped saying no, and they're like, all right, let's sit down and have a beer. Like you guys aren't going to leave me alone, so I might as well just sit down and have a beer with you guys. And in regard to them, I mean, how many people? have gone up to them trying to get in on them or ask them for something and say they're doing it for their benefit or try to sell them something and turn, you know, you don't know kind of what's coming out of it. Pretty similar to just me randomly hitting you up. I mean, I'm sure you get tons of people hitting you up for random things all the time and, you know, trying to spam you guys. I appreciate you taking the time to kind of allow me to kind of talk with you and have a beer and do it, but there's got to be numerous amounts of crap out there and people that do it for a day living. I mean, my profession is sales. That's what I do. For sure. I knock on people's doors. I call people's phones. I try to get to the owners. I learn ways around things. But that's what I've spent my life doing. Absolutely. So people do it on a regular basis to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot of sales. There are a lot of sales. But I think what we've learned is that, you know, from the beginning, it's about relationships. And we try to give people the same opportunities that other people have given us. I mean, if you want to say pass it forward, we, we want to pass it forward because we were given opportunities that we wouldn't be here otherwise if we weren't given those opportunities. Um, but I think it comes back to the relationships. We And relationships take time. So, like, if you, like, want to connect with a business or a person, it's going to take time and you're going to have to build that trust. I think especially in the beer industry, probably more so than, like, another any other corporate, you know, business setting, um, it, is, it is a lot of trust. you got to sit down and have beer with people. These guys aren't just going to open up their doors and open up their, you know, their uh, their brewery to you um, for, for, for anything. Um, and I think that, you know, that there are a lot of salespeople out there that don't always have the, the best of, uh, motives. So I think that, you know, it makes sense, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of people that it's just blanket marketing for a lot of salespeople. Like, yeah. let me just throw spaghetti against the wall and see what's going to stick. Absolutely. And if you haven't done that, try it in your house. Yeah. Just make sure your wife's not there because she'll be pissed. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Don't put marinara on a first. It's a bad idea. Absolutely. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, that, that is a marketing mentality, especially for people that yeah. are new in the industry for any sort of sales yeah. position or networking. Yeah. You just try to get out and see who you can talk to and who's going to let sure. you in and kind of learn. Yeah. I think the benefit to what I've ever done and learned uh-huh. from that is research your company. Know what you're getting into before Absolutely. you get into it. Because yep. if you show up on a brewer's door and talk to them about yep. a sour and they don't brew sours, yeah. now you look like an asshole because you're asking them for something that you're Absolutely. acting about and not them. Which was totally our story <laughs> and still at times is but you know I think I think you see you, you hit it on the head though like understanding understanding the customer is important right like everyone knows as businesses know you got to understand your customer but more importantly you got to understand your partners yeah and so I think that that kind of gets lost in translation sometimes so for us we it's kind of a multifaceted thing we got to understand the customer the brewery and our strategic partners yeah. and we got to figure out what they need and what they want and how to get it to them 
how to do it free. Like, you know, we can't go around charging everybody for our services. So we really try to find ways we can do it to them for free and come and support them as best we can. And we have other ways to monetize the business and the company, but we really try to go and help the industry as much, nice. as, much as we can. And now on beersandsack.com, haha, it's got another tab for it. like seven times. <laughs> you guys have a link on there as well to yeah. get people libations and kegs from brewers and everything else yeah. and you have it whether they need pony kegs or services I think about that oh, can you tell us a little bit more about kind of how that works for it yeah so we help on the logistics side so if somebody if somebody wants a keg they can go to a Bebmo and pay exorbitant costs because Bebmo is going to you know charge you quite a bit more for that keg it cost me $115 for a half keg oh wait they don't like that a regular keg is a half keg was it a pony keg? So it'd be the pony of Yeah, so it cost me $110 to get yeah. a pony keg of Corona for a holiday party. Yeah, so that's probably about $30, $35, maybe $40 going back to Bedmo. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side is trying to navigate everything on the brewery side, trying to find a person to actually be able to order the keg. It's kind of tough because it's hard. You don't get phone calls back or emails. These guys are busy. A lot of them don't even do sales to the general public. So what we try to do is help with the logistics side. What kegs do you want? We'll point you in the right direction, give you the right contact. You pay for the keg, we'll bring it out to you. Nice. Um, along with that, we also do a lot of beer dispensing equipment. So that's kind of the backbone of our company is um, we've kind of become more of a rental and logistics company. Nice. Providing like refrigerated beer trailers, jockey boxes, kegerators. Um, it's great you have a keg, but how are you going to dispense it? You're probably not going to go and spend $60 to rent a party pump at Bedmo. That's just going to push out foam. So that's one of the things that we do. Um, we have a lot of experience on the, the beverage dispensing mobile side nice. um, that we've kind of gained over the years. Um, so we do a lot of that. Nice. So if we've got anyone that is looking to get married, if they have a birthday party, a bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, divorce... I guess funerals too, because when I die, so, so I'm like, out of so, there. so when when you you know you've been together with the lady for a while, <laughs> when you're ready to tie the knot officially, just give us a call. We'll be there. We'll help you out. Nice. So you guys, do you have a limit to how far out you would go if someone's no. looking to get married and have uh, their kegs and yeah. stuff for them? So we do we do private parties, corporate parties. We'll do big beer festivals. Um, it doesn't really matter. Usually it's within two hours of Sacramento. Okay. Um, but we go up to Lake Tahoe, Reno. We go out to. Uh, uh, the Bay Area. We've gotten calls from like Southern California wanting beer trailers. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, it's not a lot of beer trailers. Yeah. So you have these big events and you're pushing 90 to 100 kegs. You're not doing it off a jockey box. You're not doing it off a party <laughs> pump. You need refrigeration. You mean you don't want to pump it the whole time? You don't want to pump it. And the biggest mistake that people make <laughs> is they over pump their, uh, their party pump. Don't over pump. It's because pump you want the beer to come out as quick as possible. Yeah, exactly. And then it all just comes out foamy, waste all your beer. Yeah. This is awful. And years in college and masturbation and pump, pumping kegs. Exactly. It's, it's, and the keg stands and the... Come on, we've all grown up from that, right? I, I would to, like to say yes, but my friend yeah. who got married, we, of course, went to BevMo because it was on the way to Tahoe. Absolutely. We bought a keg, and then we bought 60 buck rental for the pump. Yeah. And then we didn't have anything to put in, so we bought a bucket. Got their bucket. And then yeah, a ice, and we put on a ledge, and because we're smart individuals, we know... 
that a keg stand on a ledge outside on a three-story house in Tahoe is super dangerous. So instead... That's the allure, too. I mean, you don't want to do something that's safe. No. So we got smart about it and stood on the keg and did what we call a gargoyle, where you stood on it and you crouched down holding the rim of the keg and put the pump in your mouth while someone else pumped it. I have to admit, I've never <laughs> done that. I've seen it done. I've never done it. It's One still stupid. Things. It's still the dumbest shit probably done but we thought logically had a keg stand's bad for everybody for sure absolutely but it's you know it's kind of one of those bucket list things that you have to do though it's, it's one of those things that lister. you gotta do it we did it in yep. college and now we're supposed to be adults now we're adults now we get jockey boxes and we you know sip our beers out of a tulip with the pinky up it, so that's, that's, that's it's classic it. how you have to do it right exactly we're in a wine cup you know Why? I a wine still, glass it made me look like a bitch it really did I'm sure they it did I saw you come in they're like you know what this looks like a wine glass kind of guy we're giving him wine Class glasses to, just to mess with him and I get a lot of the I know you you don't know me <laughs> a lot of people do know me I do have a larger network of people from work in hospitality so I yeah. do know people well and that's the crazy thing so we never worked in hospitality you would know but it is like everyone knows everybody yeah across, they it's like it's amazing even in Sacramento which there are a lot of restaurants and bars tons but like everyone knows everybody but see I wish I was known for people knowing me for knowing me's sake uh-huh. people know me because they've watched Reno 911 I love it and they've seen Nick Swanson on there the gay guy in the short shorts and rollerblades trying to suck people off on the corners like I know you I'm like no you don't like <laughs> you're famous right you look like that guy I'm like yeah. okay so I look like Actually, the guy sucking people you, off now that you, <laughs> you can see the resemblance yeah I get that one I get uh, he's also the gay guy in a now pronounced Chuck and Larry yeah with like the MMA like shorts and the butterfly wings yeah he likes spinning circles so and like a ever, gay pride parade you use that to your benefit and get some free drinks out of it no and it's never worked because then I'm expected to suck dick and I'm not trying to do that either. I mean it could, it could go down a rabbit hole pretty quickly so. yeah it's like the YouTube or porn rabbit holes that I don't want to I don't want to get definitely a rabbit hole you want to try to stay far away yeah I'm cool out of doing that one yeah. well it looks like our beer is empty and that's also another intro if you haven't seen if you remember um, SNL Yes. The ladies' man. Uh-huh. But it looks like my cavassier is empty. <laughs> so the show must be over. Yes. So that was a great one. Oh, and I forgot to remind you, uh-huh. if you haven't seen it yet, dogs and breweries is a normal thing. Check out Facebook, check out Instagram, yeah. te- social media, whatever. I think there was something the girl saw the other day that they had a requirement that your dog had to fit into a bag to go on the subway. These That's guys, an awful rule, by the way. They didn't put a limit on the size of the bag. So people had the IKEA bags and cut holes go. in it. People, people figure it out, right? Yeah. They always do. They had like a Saint Bernard, like the size yeah. of that Great Dane over there. Yeah. With handles on the IKEA bag, walked it on the subway because you know technically what? it's in a yeah. bag. For for our brew fest, we have most of our brew fest. We don't allow children because it's a lot of people, yeah. and we don't want any kids to get trampled. Um, but if it's a if they're under two years old, they can be carried by a parent. Well, you'd be surprised to find out that some of these parents. I mean, we're not going to card the kid. They have a seven-year-old on their front pack. Mike, you got to be kidding me! But you know what? People figure it out. They it, they, figure it out, and it works. And it works. So. 
Where can people find you on your website, social media, and what is the uh, most current event you have coming up or a few that you want to shamelessly plug? Yeah, I uh, love shameless plugs. You've done a great job. <laughs> I don't even know how to do Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Sign up for our email newsletter. We have a lot of cam releases on there, which people are looking for. Download the free mobile app, Beers and Sack. It's on Android and iPhone. And first event coming up, uh, we're kind of in our slow season. Our next event coming up, we have a couple private events, but the next public event is Elkhart Brewfest. And that's on April 19th. It fell on 420 last year. Don't ask me how that happened, but it did. It's 419 this year. So I'm sure people are still going to get creative with that. They're, they're going to pregame now that it's uh, quote-unquote legal. For sure. They're going to pregame for sure. <laughs> It'll be good. So everyone, check out beersandsack.com check out his social media as well I'll have all of the links also on thehermanjames.com you'll also see on the homepage where you can see the most recent podcasts on YouTube there will also be the YouTube link that you'll find on beersandsack.com giving you a remnant of the history of how they kind of came up with this you'll be able to direct link out of there you'll also see in the description for this podcast you'll see every social media link as well as website link on there as well hit them up and if you're getting married divorced having a baby if you lost a loved one if you're shamelessly stalking your girlfriend ex-girlfriend or whatever on social media you need something to drink while you cry and masturbate definitely check these guys out they can help you out but they're not going to help you out with the masturbation part just the drinking part absolutely and follow the podcast <laughs> folks follow the podcast we are so. there you go so check us out check them out and uh, we'll get back to you Well, that's all the time I've got for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed Scott as well. He was a great guest to have. We had a lot of fun out at Drake's. If you haven't been to Drake's like I hadn't until that day, definitely go there. It's an awesome outside open bar food trucks in that awesome area. Great beers on tap. Find something you like. Try something you never thought you would like and just just support your local environment here in Sacramento. Come from outside Sacramento into here. Check out all of these awesome breweries. Check the whole area. As Scott said, there is about 65, 70 breweries within a 50-mile radius of Sacramento. Check out Scott's website. If you haven't figured it out by now, it is beersinsac.com. Again, that's beersinsac.com. Com. Check them out on every social media platform, everything from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter. They don't have a MySpace because I'm the only one holding on to that shit, but check them out. Don't forget to check out my friends in the No Phony Network. That's the No Phony Podcast Network on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check them out. You have all types of different podcasts you can possibly want to listen to. We've got award-winning iHeartRadio podcasters on there as well. Don't forget to check out my friends on the East Coast. Those Shots for Likes guys are some crazy motherfuckers, I'm telling you. Check them out, again, on all social media platforms as well, and ShotsForLikes.com. Check out TheHermanJames.com. That way you can keep up to date with what we're doing, how we're going. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter under at Herman's Rant for the local polls we're doing and votes. You get to vote what I get to do next. My DIY projects in your hands. Make sure you pick right 
pick why. It's because there'll be pictures and there'll be a rant afterward because I'm going to fuck something up. I always do. Again, check out beersandsack.com. Thanks, Scott, for showing up. Thanks, Scott, for having us uh, be able to interview you. I really appreciate that. Can't wait to get back with him again. Do some beer tasting. We've got a live beer tasting coming up. Check out thehermanjames.com to find out when, where, what, and who we're doing it with. Can't wait to be in your ears next week. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for being here.